mother says he was a normal happy boy until he became obsessed with black metal music. Rock and roll! Sounds like Christian Rick. Heavy metal music. Groups promote satanic worship. They're anti-peace and anti-life. Welcome back to the Metal Face Podcast, the podcast where each week we discuss free metal albums. This is episode five, and we'll be discussing this week, and bear with me on this one, Grisha's album, Yezhne, Nyamami, Nawaz Bomizbu. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. That was a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll also be discussing Boss Keloid's album, Melted on the Inch, and we'll also be discussing Trivium's album, Ascendancy. Before we get into those albums, joining me, I have Josh. Josh, say hello. Hello, Ben. Also joining me, we have Tom. Tom, say hello. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Not bad. How are you doing, Tom? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I, I bet, think yeah. safe to say this has been a pretty good week. Mm. Oh, yeah? We had a we had a, an announcement earlier this week regarding the uh, the coronavirus lockdown. It's mm. been going on for what past what four five hundred years or something like that. Feels like it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. About, about right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we're born um, in the lockdown, and we shall die in the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so, for anyone listening in the future. We've just found out that on the 21st of June, all current legal restrictions on social distancing are going to be dropped. Yes. And the festival season can start. We can start going out, hugging our friends, and spitting in each other's faces mm. like we always like used we to do used in the to. good old days. Like yeah. we miss so much. Not only that, but just today, Reading and Leeds Festival announced that they will be going ahead this year, which bodes pretty fucking well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great news. Like, as soon as um, you know, we heard that, I think everyone sort of breathed a sigh of relief that yeah, we might absolutely. actually get a bit of a summer yeah. this year. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's good to know that we've got something to work towards. I mean, mm. I myself know that I need to get a mosh pit ready and maybe shed some of the pounds that are put on over lockdown. How do get you in get in shape a little bit? Is, so you need to get into shape and maybe like practice taking blows to the head. Is that like what I'm planning to do? Like, guys, just tackle my wall every day when I get up in the morning. <laughs> this is a potential, I think, um, monetization route for Battleface because we could, alongside our obviously amazing podcast, we could sell workout plans to get Mosh Pit Body ready. Oh my yeah. god. I thought you were going to say we were going to get people to sponsor us to get Mosh Pit ready and then give all the money to, like, maybe, I don't know, the Save Our Venues campaign or something. We could do that, right? Listeners, if you're willing to sponsor us to get in shape in time for the summer. <laughs> I don't think this is a good... Just let me know. Shoot me a message. <laughs> so, yeah, now that we, we've got a roadmap or an end date or, you know, at least some kind of light at the end of the tunnel to this horrible mm. lockdown we've been stuck in for so long, which bands do you guys want to see? I know I've got a pretty long list myself, so I want to I hear who you guys are excited about. Well, I mean, I've actually got tickets to... I think I've probably said this on the podcast before. Behemoth in yeah. London at the Brixton mm-hmm. Academy in October. Actually, interestingly, uh, after we talked about XDO the other week, I was looking them up and I was thinking, you know what? I'd really fucking like to see them. Guess what? They're playing in London. Are they? Really? Guess when they're playing. Same day as Behemoth? Same day as Behemoth. Oh, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) Well, you're free to go to Behemoth, but I'm going to be um, worshipping at the altar of Mars, I'm afraid. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, our decision's already made because I've already got my Behemoth ticket. I'm glad I didn't have to make that decision, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Uh, Slightly tough one, although Behemoth being one of my favourite bands, they're they're not going to disappoint. That said... There's plenty of bands that I'd love to see this year. I remember right before the lockdown happened, I had tickets to see Corpiclani, and mm. they were actually one of the first gigs that I saw get cancelled as a result yeah. of this. So that would be a great one. That would be uh, that would wrap everything up nicely if I could go see them this year. What about you, Ben? Is there anyone you'd like to see this year? I think I'm still like just reeling from the fact that we're actually going to go anywhere. Like, mm. I mean, I know 
I just I would see anything right now. <laughs> I just yeah. want to leave the house. <laughs> Any band. Um, I just want to see a fucking busker. Man. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But it's um no, it's really made me like we've obviously got our like Mystic Fest and Bloodstock tickets. Mm. Um I think I might get an Arc Tangent ticket now, now that we know that oh, yeah. that's gonna go ahead. That's in Damn, August, that's so that's safe. Point, yeah. But yeah, man, like just I just wanna get back out there. I literally I would see literally anything i'll watch paint dry as a group mm. if it means we can be around other human yeah. beings <laughs> like, just i'm looking forward to just being in a metal pub for know? sure in london we've got um devonshire arms got the world's end and of course you've got the black heart as well uh in bristol there's the griffin and hopefully the crown and the hatchet opening up yeah. again and i just can't wait to go and sit in there and listen to some fucking music and just get pissed it's been so long it's been way too long it's been far too long far too long i can't wait to pay six pound for a pint <laughs> It's been so long that we've had to recreate our conversations over a podcast rather than just having them <laughs> after several months. To be plans. fair, do you know what? This would never have actually come together without lockdown. So maybe that's one good thing about it. We put it off for five years. It took a global pandemic for us to finally get our shit together and actually make a Literally. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Josh? What uh, what what activities are you looking forward to after the 21st of June? What activities are? So any, everything involving outdoors and seeing people. Mm. Band-wise, I really, after last week, I really want to see Doom and Borger. Yeah, man, yeah. If well, they could just playing a bloodstock are they well i'm getting paid in one day so that paycheck's going straight on a bloodstock <laughs> straight on the bloodstock best place for it mm. yeah I, I, like ben was saying i think arctangent would be cool I, i'll see basically anyone i just want to who's wanna... at arctangent this year give me the top uh, headliners the bands i might have heard of boss keloid are they really yeah they are <laughs> god damn well we've uh yeah we don't want to play our cards too early and reveal what we think of boss keloid yeah who else is playing at arctangent we've got a pretty strong lineup there's um opeth and Cult of Luna. It's the two kind of oh, big ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cult of Luna. We did them for one of our practice episodes. They were great. Yeah, and they've, they've just come out with a new album, and I'm loving it. You were saying it was really good, weren't you, Ben? Yeah, I'm really into it. Really into it. Oh, about. really? Excellent. We've also got um, Tesseract. Um, I always want to see Tesseract, yeah. Yeah, oh, I lo- I'm a big, this is perhaps a bit esoteric, I'm a big Dan Tompkins fan. He's the singer of Tesseract, and he was involved in um, a band called Sky Harbor for a while, uh, who are oh, a kind yeah. of oh, international. Yeah, They're really cool. I'd like to go from someday in the, in the future. They're an international collaboration, kind of based in India. And then across the rest of the world as well. Oh, cool. Do kind of like proggy stuff. They're cool. But also, we've got um, for you guys, Alcest. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Alcest. I'd love to see Alcest. This is a lot of bands here. I don't want to keep listing so many yeah. off, but like Perturbator would be amazing. No, um, Relative Massive yeah, for me I mean, would be really cool. There, there's mm, so many good bands mm, here. So, yeah. another good festival to go to, right? And the fact Absolutely. that we know that it will be going ahead is just such yeah. a relief. And it feels like you can finally start planning. Yeah. The way they're talking about it, they're saying like this is an irreversible sort of release from lockdown, which sounds like pretty fucking good news to me, you know? Yeah. So, the only, I, I do want to temper this slightly. I don't want to. Anyone's parade, but only possible caveat is that the dates that have been given are the earliest dates they'll consider reopening. So they want to give a five week gap in between each new relaxation to see the effect mm. on mm. the overall like epidemic. Yeah, so, I, I know we should be yeah. realistic and bear that in mind, but I just can't help but get giddy. Oh no, no, absolutely. You've got, you've got to have a bit of hope at some point. I am super hopeful. Hope I just yeah. want to kind of caveat that, mm. but no, I agree. I am yeah. so fucking hyped. And presumably the pressure will be mounting to such an extent by that point that they. <laughs> They are well. It might be foolish not to uh, go ahead with it. Well, we'll see. I, I just, I just Maybe. hope that yeah. in six months' time, I'm in a field somewhere, too pissed to know what I'm doing, feeling really hungover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. Like one of the things that I've missed the most about about normal life during coronavirus is just that thing of being in a pub, a metal pub, and going outside and just chatting to strangers. I mean, we haven't been able to do that sort of thing. Like even last summer, it was so yeah, not really you know, yeah. restrictive. Like there were a couple mm. of places where mm. you know. 
me and Tom might have gone where they weren't really following the rules. <laughs> you know. But even then, we, we, we still had on the side of caution, didn't we? And we didn't really meet anyone new in a big way. Yeah. There is just a certain joy to meeting a random person at a show and talking about music with them. Like, you've got yeah, a kind yeah, of connection absolutely. with a complete stranger. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of the things that I always loved about this kind of music was it was always just such a great way to make friends and, and form connections and things. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, I really can't wait to talk to someone other than you two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the feeling is now mutual. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to someone in addition to you two. Oh, yeah? How about time. that? Yeah. 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 One up. Like that, I stand by my original <laughs> statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another thing I've done in preparation for the escape from lockdown is um, I bought a uh, like a massive map of the UK. Like it's it's taking up oh, yeah? the whole oh, back yeah. of my door. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's it's I've bought those like sticky labels. Yeah, I've basically been labeling up like loads of places that I want to go to. I mm. bought a car mm. last year and wasn't really able to make a use out of it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of road trips. Well, something that we started doing in in 2019 was just going to see bands, even if they were playing nearby, just picking some somewhere a little bit further away to go and see them. Yeah, so like if they're playing in Bristol and Leeds, let's go to Leeds. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we saw Idols in London as well. And mm-hmm. That was a you know a good little day out in London, going to Camden and stuff. Yeah. You know? So yeah, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to seeing this car of yours. Is it like a big fucking metal kind of car? Is it like black? It's like a black saloon car um, or something. It's it's red. That's close, right? Oh, that's all right. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all right. That's the other metal second best choice. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a very sensible hatchback. Gets great fuel economy. <laughs> um, oh yeah, I mean miles. <laughs> the gallon mine. Yeah, it's That's the important stuff to consider in this uncertain economy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it would be great to uh, to jump in that and go go up to Bloodstock, put on some fucking goat snake and just, just, just ride those waves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, absolutely. I love a good road trip and um, I can't wait till we were just sure. pile in there and find anywhere. Go. Just go. Yeah, anywhere yeah. again. Oh, man. We've got to think about making like a driving song playlist. Oh yeah, Maybe our listeners can give us some recommendations. What's the best driving song out there? Yeah, that's a good question actually. I've I've made a couple of plays myself, but you know you can only listen to Unfortunate Son so many times before you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Nightcrawler on that uh, on Painkiller, the Judas Priest album that we listened to the first episode. Uh, Nightcrawler is a great driving. A lot song, of Priest yeah. makes sure. good driving music, to be fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. If Absolutely. you're going fast, I think it's pretty quite good. You don't want that if you're, <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're breaking the speed limit. <laughs> well, that's another thing. Is at some point in the future, we're hoping to road trip to Germany, right? Yeah, on right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. That's yeah, maybe not think, a this year plan. No, definitely not. That's a future future plan. Mm. But Cologne is somewhere I'd love to go, and I think we should just keep an eye on. What are some bands playing in Cologne? And maybe we can go and mm-hmm. check that out. That'd be yeah. sweet. Ah. But yeah, loads to look forward to after June 21st. Absolutely. Just hope it happens. Hope it hits that date. We can there, finally have yeah. new stories to tell instead of yeah, retelling the exactly. same ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season two is going to have a lot of more more entertaining anecdotes in it. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's true, because we are thinking of taking a couple of weeks off in between seasons, mm. and I think we should spend that time going to gigs and getting pissed and doing stupid things. Building That's up some funny stories for That's you guys. the only risk, yeah. is that we don't survive until season two once we get out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, statistically speaking, at least one of us will survive. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God. Who's, the, whoever drinks the least. The In Memoriam episode, where we have to... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, Jesus. We'll be putting the call out for a new host. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. As soon as I saw June the 21st, I was like, what? book that off work, put my funeral uh, June 23rd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that whole week I'm going to try and take off. Just I think the whole country is going to try and take that week off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but then I was also thinking maybe I should try and get the Friday of that week off. Mm. But then maybe that Monday is going to be like a Friday. I don't know. There is a petition on change.org to make that Monday a bank holiday. Is there really? I think, yeah, I really I, think I, they should. Just be 
chef kiss, as you say, Ben. Yeah. Mm. Any civil servants who work in whatever committee or organisation it is that decides when the bank holidays are. The bank holiday department needs to get on this. <laughs> the Ministry of Bank about? Holidays. Josh, if only we knew some civil servants, man. Then we could sort it. Should we talk about our first album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, so speaking of bands we'd like to see later in the year, there's a band that I've gotten into a lot recently. This is Gruja Jeshek Ninami Namas Pomiswu. So Gruja are an experimental black metal band from Poland. Their music is a mix of straight-up black metal with these kind of ambient synth moments and a kind of really danceable punk drum beat, as well as a really wide vocal variation. They have three different vocalists on this album. really mixes it up. They're a hard band to find too much information about online, but they seem to be part of a sort of movement of experimental black metal from Poland. It also includes bands like Biesi and uh, Odrasa that incorporate this sort of avant-garde, industrial, and extremely performative elements into their music, which is other otherwise black metal. Now see, while a lot of black metal is concerned with elemental sort of spiritual ideas, as well as your typical metal themes of warfare and religion, this movement appears to be more concerned with themes of like nightlife, alcoholism, sexuality, even drag culture, addiction, and kind of general life in Eastern Europe. Now all these bands sing in Polish, so I could be wrong, but that's definitely the impression I get reading around these bands. Either way, this is definitely not your typical black metal by any stretch of the imagination. I actually got into this stuff pretty recently, uh, and being in London in the midst of a freezing January, in the midst of a lockdown, no less, it made a pretty strong impression. And I've got to ask, what did you guys think? I was really pleasantly surprised. I kind of assumed mm. it wouldn't be for me. But, I mean, this isn't the kind of music I listen to on a regular basis, just because... I, I think it's just stylistically a bit different from my kind of normal set of tastes. Mm, but yeah. I was really impressed with this album. I thought it was really cool. As far as black metal goes, it's really listenable. It's super different, isn't it? Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, you say this doesn't match up with your sensibilities necessarily. I've got to say, this exactly matches up to my sensibilities. <laughs> yeah, i got to say for me, um, this was a really hard one to like evaluate. Um, <laughs> I, I started the week kind of liking it. And then... But halfway through the week, I started to really dislike it. <laughs> and oh, then, really? By the end of the week, I really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a really weird journey that. with this. And I think I agree with what Josh said. It's not the kind of stuff I'd usually listen to. And I mm. don't know whether or not I would put it on regularly just to have on in the background or something. You know, I listen to a lot of music while I'm working. Yeah. But having said that, in the last couple of days, there's been a couple of songs that have been really stuck in my head. Which I oh, have yeah. wanted to like. I've been on like walks, and I've been thinking when I get home, I really want to listen to that Grusha song. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's cool. something about their music I think where it's it's hitting something that's so completely unique that quite often I am like I just have to listen to this again, like right now, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. to remind myself of like the experience of listening to that band. It's in a way quite catchy, really, isn't it? It really mm. reminded me of Ramstein in parts. Really? Yeah, like that's I, unusual. I don't see that. I think it was the songs like and apologies to the nation of Poland. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get that up early. <laughs> the pronunciations yeah. are going to be awful. Krolawi Zwizerat? Zwizerat. Yeah, no, I know that one, yeah. Mm. I, like the, I like the technique you're going with, Josh, of definitely doing it wrong. So that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Confidently <laughs> doing it wrong, yeah. I, listen, if confidently doing it wrong isn't, uh, you know, that's the only thing I've got. Josh, I'm just poking fun because mine's going to be worse. So don't worry about it. It's true. I think what they do in that song is um, it, it just like dives into the sound right and then it sort of pulls back and goes like a slow kind of beat with some singing over the top and then all the guitar like whoomp like rushes back in again. I see mm. that similarity to Ramstein actually. Yeah. I, I guess I was thinking also some of that earlier Ramstein earlier stuff which is more synthy. It has that kind of 
dark wave crossover there. Oh, that's true, actually, because some of their early stuff, like Herzli, it's almost like uh, it's spoken word in a very gruff yeah. foreign language Yeah, over this kind of strange electro beat. I think one of the big things for me when I was listening to this this week, I started off expecting it to be a black metal band. And I think coming at it from that point of view, I wasn't really enjoying it because I was expecting it to be black metal. Um, mm. But it definitely comes from a different direction. And I'm definitely, interested yeah. to know if they consider themselves to be black metal or mm. just something else entirely. That is a good point. Well, the funny thing is I heard them first on Black Metal Promotions, a YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yeah, that some of the comments were sort of saying, this isn't really black metal. Some were yeah. saying, this is doing such interesting stuff with black metal. Mm. It seems to me the way they come across, I can't imagine that they do stick that strongly to a genre. Mm. But there's also very, it very clearly aligns with black metal more than any other metal genre. When I when I watched a video of them on YouTube, um, like halfway through the week, because I was curious mm. if they had any live videos. Because I was yeah. like, so let me just take a step back. I started looking up videos because I couldn't quite work out what was going on in the music. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I looked up the band member list, and they had they had three people listed just as vocalists, mm. and a fourth member also with a vocal credit. And I was yeah. like, so there's a lot of singers in this band, what the hell are they, what's going on here? Yeah. So I looked up a video of them, and then that kind of changed my perspective on them, because they have like yeah. um, the synthesizer board like in the middle of a stage, the guitarist yeah. off to the side, drummer in the back, Ooh. and then there's like three or four guys almost doing like a hype man kind of role, like in costume, That's really which really changed my perspective on the band. It kind of looks like you're watching like a, a hip hop group or something, doesn't mm. it? You got these three guys at the front singing and like sort of getting the crowd going and stuff, and other people at the back sort of doing the instrumental parts. Yeah, and that that really changed my perspective on it. Yeah, and I love that kind of vocal variation where you've got the kind of really sort of punk vocals, you've got typical sort of screeching kind of black metal vocals, you've got that extremely kind of I don't know, I think it's an effect. It's like sounds really low down and like distorted. And you've also got that sort of really like whining and like painful sort of singing as well. I think mm. that's the singing that was hitting my ear wrong at the start of the week. Mm. But then as it's I listen to it more, yeah, I think that's the sort of thing that grows on you. Like the more you yeah. listen to it, the more you kind of get it in its place and definitely yeah yeah speaking of seeing bands live that sounds like a fascinating live show as well those yeah definitely it doesn't stray so far that it can't be considered very much like thoroughbred kind of metal yeah but it's just like metal that's just really willing to do new things well coming off the back of our uh, black metal episode last week <laughs> like one of the things mm. we said is how much experimental mm. stuff is going on here and how yeah. different genres kind of come into it but it's almost like it's not like black metal is necessarily moving in a direction where it's pulling in these other things but maybe other things are reaching out and taking things from black metal that's a good point yeah, which is maybe where definitely. they've come from I think because they are, they are so distant from you know mm. the original kind of that's a really good point interestingly enough I think their first album is much heavier and much more kind of bona fide sort of metal with oh. these sort of electronic kind of elements and, things. Oh, right. and then their most recent one uh, which is called Conflict which is a split with some, with, a, with another group I can't remember the name of is uh, is much more kind of on the electronic side of things they're, uh, it's almost like you know this kind of thing of them getting slightly lighter as they go on but there's still mm. enough of that metal in there in their latest release mm. that I'm confident that they're going to keep doing interesting stuff but typically uh, I think this kind of thing always happens is the album between the lighter stuff and the heavier stuff this album is where it really works for me yeah you've said that before and I, I, yeah. I've, I've been paying attention to that and I think mm. you're onto something I think you're right <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah and I think for me this is like a mix of so many things that I like It's uh, it's got the sort of indie punk thing it's got the sort of 80s new wave kind of vibe mm. it's upbeat in some moments it's horribly bleak in others it's like the love child of joy division and dark throne and 
that couldn't sit in a better place for me, genre-wise. Yeah, and do you know what? Yeah. You're saying that, if we start talking more about like the actual the sound and, and what the album mm. actually sounds like, I think all those influences go together to kind of create this feeling that I had throughout listening to it, which is, it's kind of like a night out. It's got like mm. kind of a darker twist to it. And it's yeah. kind of, <laughs> you're, you're maybe a little bit too far gone. And yeah. everything's oh, a bit hectic God, and hazy yeah. and you're God. a bit dizzy. <laughs> but then there's those moments of like fresh air when you're outside the club before mm. you just like run back in and then you're just totally yeah. lost again. There's um, a song by the band, they're an ethical band, uh, Amure. And the song has nothing oh, yeah. to do with this, but the title reminds me of what you just said there. And it's called... When keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, I think it, it absolutely has that thing of like we were saying. We keep saying black metal. I think it's maybe fair to say experimental mm, black metal as yeah. like a distinction from that. You know? so, yeah. it, it's it's so different. It's got these avant-garde kind of elements. It sits in a different world, and for me, it does. Instantly when I heard it, I was it was situating me in something that was about nightlife and about being around other people and being out in the world mm. rather than being lost in, you know, nature and the fjords. It's, it's funny how music can give you that impression because I, I did look up the lyrics and I, I had to Google translate them honestly to actually mm, mm. understand what they're about. But even before having done that, I kind of guessed what the music was about, the sort of things you said, you know, addiction, nightlife, alcohol, like, mm, you know, yeah. I think one of the words they use is like degeneracy or something, you know, like that yeah, kind of yeah. lifestyle. And I kind of got that vibe before I even read the lyrics. But then once I read them, I was like, oh, it's funny how these things like kind of they give you yeah. expression without <laughs> you even knowing. Absolutely. It, it definitely has the vibe of like, this is a really specific feeling. So this might sound weird, but like a kind of grungy, low tech cyberpunk kind of dystopia kind of feeling, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where it's like you're you're like in this like uh, have you guys? I don't know if you've seen it. There's a TV show called um, Altered Carbon, where it's in this like really dystopian mm, sci-fi yeah. future. Oh yeah, yeah. And it kind of has that vibe where it's like really low budget, like S- grimy yeah. world where everything's kind of like Slightly wrong and horrible but like body well, mods. <laughs> yeah it has this really cool musical vibe to it i really like it i've got to say you know i've i've spent i would say a, a, a decent amount of time in eastern europe and really enjoyed the time that i've spent there mm. there is an aspect of it where it's slightly living in the remnants of the soviet regime and there's some there's a darker aspect to it a lot of the time <laughs> and interesting you know there was a comment on one of the videos or the video of this album sorry that said um as a Ukrainian, I dig both Grugia and Adrasa because both projects give a great perspective on the angst of living in an Eastern European country. It's not abstract sadness, it's just disgusting, depressing misery. I fucking love it. <laughs> God. And I think... Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, it, it is dark and, uh, and bleak, and I wonder whether our small taste of a, a world without quite so much freedom is part of the reason why this music is appealing to me so much right now. That's, that's interesting. I, I, I'm not, like, super up in the politics or, like, the culture of it, but I think, you know, you see in, like, um, some, like, sci-fi, particularly from, like, kind of, like, Russia and, 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 and the like, it, it's got a kind of darker feel than, than a lot of, like, Western, like, Western mm. European productions. Yeah, so I, I wonder if it's the same kind of thing there, but through music. I, I wish I knew more about the topic mm. so I could have more educated reply. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Like, they've got to be reacting yeah. to... You're not going to want to sing about magic and fantasy worlds when like your reality is yeah. so weak, yeah. you know like it's it's got to be um a reaction definitely to that. And, and you know we've talked about the um the the politics of poland before when we talked about behemoth and the sort of blasphemy mm, laws yeah. and stuff that they have there it's probably worth saying that um bse one of the bands that are associated with this their front i suppose i would say front person is um 
drag queen, sort of six foot tall drag queen in a red dress with blue hair. And that in Poland is quite a big deal. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So they're, they're marking out new territory with this kind of music. I yeah, think. I, got, I got to respect people who, who are at that edge and pushing you know, the for sure, because it, it is yeah. scary to be in, in a place where um, you can face real consequences for just being yourself, basically. Like, it, I, yeah, you don't want to get definitely. too political or anything, but like, no, that's just fucked up, right? <laughs> I think we no, can absolutely. agree absolutely. as human beings. Absolutely. I think we can agree yeah. that freedom is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Metal Face Podcast endorses yeah. freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, so there's a hell of a lot to say, obviously, around the scene and the sort of um, the, the culture that it that it's from. But let's talk about just the the music. What were there any songs that really stuck out to you guys? Yeah, so again, here's my attempt at pronouncing the song Josh pronounced earlier. Krowalvi Zvirat. That's, mm, that's definitely sure. wrong, but um, yeah, yeah <laughs> I really like that song. That's one that I've come back to the most. Um, I think it's got the catchiest kind of guitar part, and the vocals are really recognizable. Yeah. But I really liked the following track about Eight Hundred Zloty. I thought that was a really good song. <laughs> oh yeah, that was an interesting one. Yeah. That's easier for me to say as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not one of my favorites actually, but I thought it was cool. Mm. I think um, Kralawi Zverat, if we're going to call it that, we're was. If yeah, we're definitely it's, wrong, then at least we can be confident. At least be consistently wrong. <laughs> it's probably my favourite on the album. It's what I keep wanting to listen to the most. Yeah, same. That and the and the first... Uh, so there's three parts of Zheshek Nino in the Mass Part one, two, and <laughs> That's three. That's Yeah. <laughs> the first one of those, I, I really like that as well. Mm. What a great opener. Mm. But quite aside from that, a quite different sounding song. The song... Am I going to call it Gruz? I love that song. It's... To give you some context, it's uh, a much more ambient sort of punky kind of almost new wave sort of feeling song very kind of low-key with these sort of deep strange vocals over the top but weirdly uplifting cool how about you josh any uh any favorites on this one yeah so for me uh it was um part three of the three parts that tom mentioned yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm just gonna sidestep <laughs> that I'll previously named shoot. track <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i i i really liked it the first half in particular was really good mm. and mm. i i just it, it was it was a really strong song and it was very listenable yeah in a way that I kind of didn't expect it to be. And I've, I've got a fun piece of trivia, actually, if you want, related to the spelling of, of, of Gruz, the second track you like, Tom. In the Zork text adventure games that came out on PC in like the 80s and 90s, there was a horrible monster called a Gru, spelled G-R-U-E, that lived in the dark. Oh, yeah. Went into the dark that a candle that would eat you and you'd become its dinner. Ooh. And that was quite, yeah. So it's better. Small. Do you think that might be related? That's possible. Isn't I don't. It? I don't. I don't know. Um, it's unlikely, but it's possible. I feel it's <laughs> unlikely, but um, I just wanted to bring up a piece of nerdy trivia. Similar spelling to a thing in a video game. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> but strong connection. I feel. I think this has been a tough one. I think um, yeah. it's so experimental. It's so out there that it's been hard to almost. I think sum up my thoughts. You know, um, I think there's a lot that more I could say about it, and I could talk about this a lot and I want to listen yeah. to it more I want to hear more stuff that's going on in this scene as well it's really yeah. interesting it's really different it is it is something something completely that sounds to me sort of completely new yeah know? I'm surprised um, honestly that this has taken you so much Tom like <laughs> I don't know it... I don't want to oversell how much I'm into it in terms of I'd be interested to see how I feel about it in a few months time mm, yeah that's true but I think it's one of this it's this it's this sound that I've come across at the moment that is particularly appealing to me right now mm. and in the current uh, I context. mean as I say it's gotten so many elements 
of music that I love. And so it's, it's for me, it's all coming together to create something that's like, I'm currently finding this genre completely addictive. Is this another fucking... one of those times when you're just amazed that the music that you exactly want exists? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is borderline hitting a point of, um, I used to get very obsessed with bands and with just mm. things in general and mm. go through these phases. And I think this is definitely a, a phase where what I want to listen to right now is uh, experimental Polish black metal. And mm. oh, nice. I love it. Brilliant. Okay, guys. Well, um, if we already move on to our second album this week, we're talking about Boss Keloid, Melted on the Inch. So Boss Keloid from Wigan, England. They've been active from 2010, and in that time they've produced four studio albums. They're described as a sludge prog metal band, which, just really quickly for the uninitiated, sludge metal is a particular flavour of metal with connections to doom and hardcore punk, typically categorised by contrasting slow and fast tempos and heavily down-tuned guitars. A lot of my kind of choices end up falling into sludge metal. I think it is quite a hard genre to define. So um, back to Boss Keloids. Um, today we're talking about their fourth album, Melted on the Inch, which was released in 2018. With each album, I think they've leaned more and more into their progressive elements. Um, mm. As you go back through their catalogue, they're a bit heavier, but you can always see those elements like were there, and they've just yeah. really come out on this album. But I also don't think they've lost that metal side of... No, not at all. So yeah, there's, there's no hiding that I absolutely love this album this is gonna be this is a big week for gushing isn't it it really is yeah someone try and stop me please um someone Mm. else tom what did you think of this (laughs) (laughs) well so um if you remember when we did the lost episode of the metal face podcast which we recorded in i want to say 2019 2018 oh my god yeah yeah so we recorded that just over probably over skype or something mm. right before me and you ben went to see bosco play at the exchange in bristol yes. um and so i checked them out a little bit before that because i i remember i showed you lung mountain one yeah. of their sort of hit songs when we were at uni together when we were going to see them in bristol i thought oh i better catch up see what they've done most recently because i was thinking it probably is going to be recent stuff and so i had listened to this album and i gotta say i didn't really like it man. i didn't like it and it found it really sort of uneven and a bit slow oh, and a bit too jazzy and stuff. <gasps> however... No, French um, over, it's too late. However, yeah. when I re-listened to it in this last week, I've got to say, man, this is a really, really fucking good album. <laughs> like, way better than I expected. Way better than I remembered. Vindication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt as though there's so much going on in this album. I was trying to count how many different instruments I could hear. Yeah. And maybe it's not different instruments, maybe it's, you know, effects or whatever. Yeah. But there are so many different sounds on this album. But it doesn't become overcomplicated, I don't think. Yeah. I think something they do really well is and this is particularly what made me like the album, was it's almost like they start out simple, they stack the sounds up one by one until they kind of it's all going and then they take it all away and then they bring it all back in like whoomph. And it kicks off in some really crashing, thunderous chorus. And so I, I feel like I can see why you like it, Ben. I feel like I'm going to guess that this is an album that Josh really liked as well. But Josh, am I wrong in that? Can I also just really get in there? I also thought Josh would like this. <laughs> so just, when I picked this, I was like, at least I'll have one supporter. And the fact that I got Tom to like it, I, you know, Josh, oh, what do yeah. you think? As much as I hate to say it, you have both completely been correct. Yeah, hey, it's almost really like good. we used to live together. I'm just upset that you you can predict my music taste so accurately. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was really cool. I really liked it. There were so many things going on. It was just like the riffs were really good, and there was jazzy proggy stuff, and there was mm. the vocal. Yeah. Can I just talk about the vocals for a second? Because he's got a really cool voice. It doesn't sound like normal kind of. 
Yeah, but also there's a mm. the bit where they, they layer up the different tracks of him singing. There's a couple of them at once, and it's kind of echoing. Yeah. It sounds really big. Mm. And yeah, it's a yeah. huge sound, isn't it? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, and like you say, there's like those progressive, like kind of fairly, we like this word, noodly in parts. Noodly. Like, it yeah, kind of goes it off works. a bit. Jazzy as fuck, like literally almost mm. like wooden sounding drums. Like, what are those little sticks that they used to give you in school that they told you was an instrument and you just tapped it together? Yeah, thought <laughs> you were making music. Chopsticks oh, or something. What's that? Claves. Claves. Yeah, sure, claves. Uh, why not? <laughs> I feel like it had so much of that sort of unusual clickety-clackety, jazzy-as-fuck drums. Not something I'm normally a fan of. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that you actually end up liking it, Tom. Yeah, but so am I, Tom. So it, it's I'm, I'm quite pleased. slow in places. And, and to be fair, the songs are quite long, and there are quite long sections which are quite drawn back mm. and aren't so heavy metal. But I think something for me, which this isn't unique, it's not like some incredible thing that I've come up with, but I love contrasting music. I love like really slow, quiet bits. And then mm. it just comes crashing back down, like you said. And there's so much going on at once that it really gives the, the heavier parts more power. Now, see, there I can definitely weigh in. Because mm. one of the things that attracted me to metal in the first place was the fact that it, it didn't slow down. Like <laughs> I used to like a lot of rock music where it was like heavy chorus. And then it goes back to like, a, oh, come on, hurry up. Where's the fucking, where's the good bit, basically? Yeah, yeah. And what yeah. I liked about metal was that it was like, all go start to finish. You know what? Yeah, and this is this is really hard because um, it's not like I want all music to be like this. This album, much like you were saying with Grusia, this ticks all my boxes. But mm. I think if it was slightly different, I could really not like it. <laughs> mm. Like they've just yeah. really hit everything perfectly for me and they, they were like <laughs> when they devised this album they had a picture of you up on the wall and they were like this is what we want to hit <laughs> this guy like this a, is our target it's audience. like a compilation of faces like in a crime drama when they're looking for a serial killer <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> you guys say that about the album and not about the shrine they've built to Ben. But <laughs> because my only criticism of the album was that there are a few songs where I was like, it just felt a little bit too long. So I think I was with Tom a little bit there, where it's like, I liked the fast bits, and I liked some of the slow bits. And as you guys know, I like some kind of contrasting music. I like, I like bits of his movements, and it gets faster and slower. Yeah. But, and this is a small but, hey. it did feel like sometimes <laughs> it would have been better if it was, you know, more killer, less filler. But yeah. not... Filler's too harsh because it was never filler. No, it was all yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. Well, it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. if it was just if it was just the big riffs and the cool scene, I would mm. like it a bit more. I think I'm just glad that they put six tracks on the album instead of ten. Yeah, I feel like every track was good and different, and they could have That's added fair. in four more mediocre tracks, which no, <laughs> two have been known to do. Um, <laughs> now, see, I almost would prefer like something that was like eight tracks, so two more tracks, and every song slightly shorter. As much as I enjoyed this album, one thing that I had a gripe with definitely was like if i wanted to listen back to one of these songs it would just take like sometimes like you know such <laughs> a long time. time to kind yeah. of get going and the song fills up so much space now with a song like is it chronosium yeah now with that i've got the patience for it with some other stuff on the album i was like where is that killer chorus was it in this song or was it in this song and <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm gonna have to scroll through for like five minutes until they get to the point where they actually hit that moment, you know? Mm. Mm. I've listened to the album so many goddamn times. <laughs> yeah. I kind of know them now. You can tell you the exact second in the exact song. I think it's definitely... I, I, I was thinking of this earlier. It's an album that I could see you could, like, learn him, mm. if you know what I mean. And know where everything is. Yeah, I think it's that kind of thing where there's that one song that grabs you and then it's easy to leave playing. And then before you know it, you've listened to it all the way through and then, you know, you start to learn more and more parts of it. One other thing that I find really um, enjoy about Boss Keyload is their lyrics. Yeah. Lyrics are really important to me in music. The lyrics on this album are, they're metaphorical, 
but they're clearly connected to reality, which is something I quite like, because it's not clear exactly what they're singing about. You can argue it's anything. You could argue it's just a story. You could argue it's about an addiction or a breakup or, you know, loss, anything. But they have an empowering side to them, and it's sort of lifting you up to overcome whatever that problem is. Now, see, I thought that was really fucking interesting, because... It'd be very easy to fuck us up, you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. It'd be very easy to put like the, for the message of the album to be like believe in yourself, mm. and for you to be like fuck off, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like what is this? A, a sort of yeah, don't lay it on too self help. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of those, yeah, like a self belief, like self help seminar kind of thing. Mm. Easy to get wrong, but the sort of you know the the know thy path, like you know don't question yourself kind of mm. mentality of it. Yeah, I, I felt like it was handled in a really just like a mature way, and it just mm. fucking really sold it yeah so the, the one of the lyrics is um day after day i take it in my stride pass through the haze that taints my life sing to the rhythm that keeps me alive yeah and that's mm. what i mean it's like sufficiently metaphorical without being like you know you can do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know it's, it's, it's a fine line isn't it yeah, yeah yeah definitely and um again i think it probably helps that like the vocalist has such like a good voice that you're like fuck yeah i want to do what this guy says yeah. <laughs> i didn't have a very complex kind of set of feelings in this album it was really mm. good the riffs are really yeah. cool. All the jazzy stuff was really cool. The only downside is some of the songs are a little bit long. I think maybe, you know, there were just a few times where I'd kind of reach the skip button because it yeah. was like, okay, I want the next big riff now. You know, yeah. I think, like you say, it's like yeah. the slow bits. I'm just like, I kind of just want the big riffs. I want the big vocals. I want a little bit of the stuff that they had to probably have to break it up. Mm. And then get it is- You've got to have patience with it a little bit, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm an impatient yeah. bastard, so... Yeah, me too, yeah. <laughs> well, no, but to be fair, like, seven minutes is over twice, sometimes three times as long as a lot of songs, right? Yeah. Seven minutes yeah, is, yeah. Is, is a fairly long song. And I think pretty much every song on the album is seven minutes. I think the shortest one is yeah. six. <laughs> and so. Even a, even as, a, so this album's 40 minutes. It's mm. the exact same length as Jeshek Ninamini Maspomiswu. Getting faster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like one thing I would have liked to have heard more from Boskilo in this album is a song that was significantly different to the other songs. Something that stood out, something that was like, because mm, definitely Chronosium, I, I think, is an excellent song. And going on through the album, I was like, they're all hitting about that level. But I was like, I wanted something to hit just a little bit different. And I would love to know what this band would do if they had just like a three minute time limit, you know, if they just yeah. had to write just a banger. Lead us in with something slow, deliver on the fucking chorus, weird verse, another amazing chorus, fade out on something crazy, you know? Like, I would love to see something, a condensed, a compacted version of the sound. I do feel though, maybe it wouldn't, you know, maybe it wouldn't be Boss Kulod anymore if it was too condensed. That's like, if it was, if it was just like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, done mm. with a bit of prog bit sprinkled in that wouldn't be the same would it it's it's kind of i think the thing we're complaining about is the thing that makes it unique as well you know you're completely right like that's the kind of sludge vibe isn't it where they draw yeah. it out a bit it's what sets them apart yeah. yeah yeah and we we talked about this on a couple of the albums we've talked about having an idea and doing it really well and just doing that for your whole album versus having like a series of different ideas and I think, yeah. you know, to me, obviously, I, I listen to the, I've listened to the album countless times. The songs are quite, like, yeah. fine to me, but I can totally understand how, you know, you're like, okay, noodly bit, heavy bit, noodly bit. It's that sort of, like, that yeah. repetition, you kind of, you know, get lost in it a little bit. I think also, I think this is the thing with metal in general, I think we've all experienced this, is that if you've got a unique sound, if you've got a defined sound, it's not going to be for everyone, and that's fine. 
that's you know definitely that's, yeah. that's, it, like mm. if you make music that's for everyone it will you know it will end up pleasing no one so it, it, mm. it's kind of cool mm. in a way that we all appreciate the really good bits but kind of diverge a little bit on the exact structure because yeah. it shows the quality of it but also shows that it's a unique idea i would be really interested to um revisit boss keloid one day earlier mm. albums mm. absolutely because funnily enough this is a, an album that this is a band that appeals to you in a massive way ben mm. but it was also i think i showed you the first song by them yeah no, you so clearly yeah. there's something that's hitting both of us to some extent despite having not exactly the same taste and i think as you trace their albums back they are a bit heavier their second album um the calming influence of teeth that has some shorter tracks on it but it's a lot heavier and i think the prog elements are less defined so it doesn't appeal to me as closely but i'd be interested to hear what mm, you guys thought yeah about. fair enough so maybe you know in the future that yeah that'd be great one to absolutely check out. so i'm i'm just going to uh totally rebel against the uh the format here i can't pick favorite tracks <laughs> i love the unstuck <laughs> like really do sorry damn man I'm that's pretty that. good that's yeah. cool I, I love this album, start to finish. What do you guys think? For me, Chronosium. Chronosium, mm. just absolutely yeah. everything right. 10 out of 10, know what to say. I've got to agree. I think it's very hard to pick a favourite track. The whole album is good. Very uplifting. Incredibly well done. These guys are excellent. Mm. As I say, it, it doesn't quite tick all the boxes for me. Mm. Like I'd like it to be a little tighter in some places, but that's just me being an impatient grindcore fan. You know? <laughs> uh, but i got to say, Chronosium is... Um, I have a list of songs that, I listen, that I've listened to over the course of the year. And normally by the end of the year, I'm hitting like sort of, I don't know, about 150 kind of favorite songs or something. This is on that list. Definitely. Mm. Chronosium. Excellent. I'm always happy when I can find something that can overcome that impatient grindcore. <laughs> <laughs> the ingrained. And I'm really looking forward to grindcore undermining your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Shortening my attention. Testing your patience. Every week. <laughs> so now, doing away at the controversy between you two and uniting you together... In your opinions, we've got another album, Ascendancy by Trivia. Oh! Trivium are a metalcore slash kind of thrash band from Orlando, Florida, who've been around since mm. about 1999. So they're 22 really? years old this year. Wow. They've got nine studio albums, and today's album, Ascendancy, is their second, released in 2005. Their most recent album, What the Dead Men Say, came out just last year in 2020. What a year. Mm. What a year. <laughs> what a great year. So Trivium are nothing if not controversial, and whilst they've got a couple of questionable songs in their back catalogue, I think a lot of the hate they get is pretty... <laughs> unjustified to be honest there's a lot of trivium songs i really like and i think a lot of their music is really solid and let's be honest they are also one of the biggest metal bands around right now yeah. and all, all kinds of festivals they're doing something right exactly man, for sure you know i think whether you want to admit it a lot or not everyone does like at least one trivium song on average just looking back now at the list of albums we've done already this is probably one of the more, most commercial sounding bands we're talking about but this is mm. kind of what yeah, some of their awesome. earlier stuff you know and the, the tendency is quite early on in their kind of musical career. So I'm quite interested to hear what your guys' take on it is. You know, did you like it? Did you did you think they lived up to the reputation? Or did you enjoy it? You know, what was the what was the feeling? What was the vibe? So, um, yeah, I'll start. So, like, back about 10 years ago, I actually used to listen to two of Trivium's albums quite a lot, which was actually both Ascendancy and Shogun. Mm. I had them both on my uh, metallic purple iPod Nano, which was... Nice. Very oh, cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so listening to it again, um, I, on, I instantly recognised a lot of the tracks. This was probably one of my closest brushes with Metalcore back in, in my past. But, um, you know, I stepped back from that ledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, so the, the vocal style, right, is right there in the Metalcore territory. The music, I think, is a bit more thrash, heavy metal and stuff. Yeah. Listening back to it again, just in summary, like, I actually... 
I quite enjoyed it. It's it's a bit of a guilty pleasure, but yeah, I did. I oh, did like right, it. yeah. That's interesting. What do you think, Tom? Well, we grew up at the right time for Trivium, right? Yes. We were of the age group that, as we were sort of in our teens, Trivium were doing really fucking well. We're talking like sort of late 2000s, particularly. I think, yeah. um, you know, and, I mean, they're still doing really well now, but I think they were at, like, there was a lot of focus on them during that period of time. So I was familiar yeah. with them while I was growing up and heard a lot of their music around. It's, uh, it, it wasn't for me then, and it's, uh, <laughs> I struggle with it now to some extent. Mm. I think, I don't know how to put this. I think to some extent it's passed me by, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think if I'd listened to it back then, I would have the same reaction that you do, Ben, of like, it's a guilty pleasure. Let me just put my cards on the table here and say, I love My Chemical Romance a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty fucking reasonable to say that that's a band that's kind of easy to laugh at in, in all sorts of ways. Mm. They're very of their time. They haven't aged that well. I think... I feel a little bit like that with Trivium. The distinction being that I don't like Trivium very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do wonder where I would be if I hadn't listened to this before. Yeah, a, a guilty pleasure which gives you no pleasure, I can imagine, is not very good. You just feel <laughs> bad. <laughs> but I'd like to talk for a second about the actual songs, because I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of music on this album, which is just absolutely nostalgia. It's pretty good. I think um, mm-hmm. I think Pull Harder and Rain are both just good tracks, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think their, their style on this album in particular is very, like, lead-heavy, you know, catchy riffs, solos. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Played very high, like, on the guitar. It lends itself, like, with the clean vocals to be really catchy, get stuck in your head. And, mm. the, you know, again, I played it and was like, oh yeah, I remember this like chorus and was like instantly <laughs> singing along to it again. And I know Metallica is an incredibly easy band to draw comparisons with, but uh, this definitely gave me a sort of Black Album kind of vibe. Really? Not saying it's, I mean, I like the Black Album actually quite a lot, but um, I felt like this is the kind of band that couldn't exist without the Black Album. It's that mix of real genuine thrash with a quite an accessible drum beat and then also a mix of something that's like a little bit heavier vocals and a little bit sort of lighter vocals. That's interesting. I'm just looking this up now, actually. Yeah, so Black Album came out in 91 and Trivium's first up, f- first got together in, ni- in 99. So they were really... You know, I guess they must have. They're all pretty young at the time. So they must. They must have been really influenced by these kinds of bands. And this is a, a when's this album out? Sorry, Josh. Uh, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah, and they they were pretty young guys at that point still, weren't they? Yeah, I think Matt Heafy was nineteen, if I remember his. Wow. If, if I've added up things right from his um, Wikipedia page, and now that's that's pretty fucking impressive. And I just want to oh, yeah. I just want to put that before anything that I say later of like you know fucking good for these guys to have done so well so early on in their uh, lives. I yeah. cannot imagine being nineteen and having that kind of success. No, no matter what you say about music, and I don't mean you, Tom, or you, Ben. I mean what, <laughs> no matter one says about the music, the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the Queen thinks of Ascendancy, I think we can all agree it's impressive. It's impressive that they have done so well. <laughs> yes. Now you're starting to turn it again. You're starting to make it sound yeah, like an insult. <laughs> so I- I'm just going to go ahead and-, and tell you what my experience of listening to this album was. Go for it. I was familiar with Trivium in passing, right? I'd heard like a lot of their songs. I actually remember that Paul Harder and the Strings of Your Martyr was one of the heavy songs that my brother had on his iPod. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> that I Your used to listen round. to when I did a paper round. Yeah. So this is like, this goes way back to the beginning of my metal career, as it were, over 10 years ago or so. Very bold of you to label it a career, but sure. 
<laughs> <laughs> it is now we've got a podcast <laughs> so I, I went into this album and i did i was thinking yeah i'm gonna fucking hate this and i gotta say the way it started out i was like yeah this is actually pretty good you know like the drums they really kick in it's really fast it's really cleanly produced mm. the guitar parts as you say very lead heavy there's just something that's kind of fun about listening to something like that it reminded me of metallica at points the parts of metallica that i liked in fact you know yeah and so i was starting out on a pretty good track of it and then it got to a gunshot to the head of trepidation and i gotta say from that point onwards i started to have issues with the album that's interesting i yeah i feel like the song under delivered in every way that a metal song could under under deliver for me <laughs> okay <laughs> and i don't want to be mean here right but it felt like a really powerless song. Mm. I wonder if that was maybe my first exposure to Trivium that really kind of stopped me from getting into them. For example, the bit at the end where they're sort of all shouting, hey, 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 yeah. over and over again, that seems to lack the energy that you get from the average gang shout on a shitty punk record. Like, for <laughs> fuck's sake, guys, put some fucking power behind it. Oh, there's one thing you need with metal, it's a bit of fucking passion. And at that point, I think my appreciation for the album dropped off. And I'm sorry to say it because, you know, yeah, good for them and all that kind of thing. Here's the thing. I don't know how to express this. They're a decent, heavy, fast, metallic band. Great. But the problem I have with them is that I think that the band themselves believe that the music is really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that heavy. <laughs> it's just all right. I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's like fucking rock music, man. Uh, what is this? And then You're another thing that, I, another thing that really bothers it. me about this is, I don't know why, but I, I have this gripe with just in a song where somebody sings, like, for example, there's a lyric in this in one of these songs where somebody sings, run away in a melodic voice, run away. And then instantly somebody afterwards comes in with a gut revolt and goes, run away. It's like, almost as if they're second guessing themselves and being like, look, we can be emotional and melodic, but we can also be cool and heavy. And it's not even that fucking heavy. What the hell? Well done, Josh. You've broken Tom. <laughs> uh, are you alright, Tom? Oh, I don't know why it bothers me so much, man. That's, yeah. Because I, uh, so, I like really light and soft music, you know, and I like really heavy music, but I, I don't like bands who aren't that heavy so, who think that they're really heavy. Wow, Tom. Just let it out. Let's <laughs> yeah, you feel. Don't hold back. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know. I wish I didn't feel like this because they're, they're, uh, they're clearly doing well for themselves. I'd love to go to a fucking pack show you know how I feel about this sort of thing. You're going to see him live, but you're going to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe uh, you'll have the machine head effect where I don't like machine head for, I think, similar reasons. But when I saw them live, yeah, all right, good. You know, but fucking hell, I'm not willing to pay for it. Sorry. God. <laughs> so Tom, in summary, would see them for free and under no other circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. God. Ben. What are your feelings on yeah, this album? You know, it, it's, it's hard to follow that. <laughs> I was much more lukewarm on it, which is very hard to... Uh, you know. um, I, do you know can what? Can you be Bo? passionately lukewarm? Oh, oh yeah, you can. You write a Trivium album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to speak up now in defense Yeah, come on, Josh. Because no one else it, will. No one else <laughs> will stand up and defend yeah. Matt Heathy and defend Trivium, okay? And, you know, there's all this controversy, all this criticism. When Trivium do what Trivium does best, they lean into their riffs, and they lean into their drums, and they just go for it. They write some excellent music. Paul Harder is a 
fucking top-class metal song. And I will not hear anyone who says otherwise. I know that, you know, as an album, perhaps, if you only like half the songs, it's not a great album. But when you hear the later things, like Declaration and their later stuff, Light to Flies and things like that, later on in the album, it's still solid. I, I don't think that having a couple of... I mean, I don't like Gunshot to Head Trepidation or Dying in Your Arms much either. <laughs> but I think the solid basis of the riffs, the solid basis of the drums, the solid basis of the energy is there. And I think that's what really drives the songs forward. I think that's what the energy it, is. Hmm. That's why you go listen to Trivium. That's why you see Trivium. It Trivia. does make it a bit harder to enjoy some of it because I think I know what Tom's saying and for the res- Reddit users out there, it's a bit um, r slash I am very badass. But is this not the same as, as like we were saying a few weeks ago where just because there are bad songs on the album or songs you don't like on the album doesn't mean the rest of the album's bad. You know, just because a band releases a new album that like sells out or is shit or whatever no, for sure. it doesn't mean the back catalogue has been deleted you know i think um let, let me let me rephrase this perhaps is that i felt like i was sold on the idea of like yeah here's a few teenage guys writing some kick-ass songs and enjoying it and i think they really delivered on paul hard on the strings of your martyr yeah good for them you know when it got to gunshot to the head of trepidation or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> i felt like they they lost credibility for me somehow <laughs> I was just like you guys don't really believe in what you're doing <laughs> and after that point I was like you're just writing another song because you what you want 13 songs on the album you know make it Look, make okay. it 8 songs make them all as good as you know you can make them uh, you know rather than just being like well let's just fill it up with you know halfway good songs Trivium I think in general could do with cutting more songs like mm. I think Shogun in particular like right. isn't there like 20 songs on it or something really um, now see that really for long. me has a bit of the Metallica effect St. Anger suffers from this problem as well of you're writing something that's actually quite middle of the road and just sort of I don't know background kind of thrash metal you don't need to have more than 10 songs in my opinion you know like yeah, I, I just think I that music either. doesn't have that kind of longevity yeah but then isn't it like just stuff you can put on in the background and just enjoy because you say like Josh you said um you said Shogun like has more tracks but um I actually prefer Shogun because I prefer the sound of it and when I put on Trivium I just kind of want to let it play and just enjoy it and I think that's what Shogun does really well versus Ascendancy which I found just not as like like Tom said there was a little bit where I was kind of like yeah yeah this feels a little bit not serious whereas Shogun I think was heavier (laughs) and felt a bit more real so I don't know I, I agree. Shogun's a much more, like, I think, mature album. has got a much stronger mm. stylistic kind of feeling and a, and a mm. theme. Perhaps I should check that out. Then. Yeah, I'd yeah. say the first track I, I on think that you album, like it. You start with um, Kirisuke Gomen. That's, that's a good song. I really like that song. Okay. I, I do think, though, just as kind of a defense counsel's closing statement... <laughs> before we trial, sentence them. Before we <laughs> sentence Trivium. I just want to say, I think the riffs... The production, the drums, the vocals, and most of it. Core parts of the music. I think Stand Up Today, I think they sound really modern for 2005. You can hear that in songs like Declaration, you can hear that in songs like Rain, you can hear that in songs like Pull Harder. And I just feel that Trim's unfairly maligned and that they've contributed a lot to the scene. And even though Matt Heafy might be easy to laugh at if you're on the internet. <laughs> if you're on the internet. I just mean, you know, everyone's a critic, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 easy to, to... And I'm not accusing any of you guys of this because I think, you know... No, 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 podcast, it's okay, it's okay. But I think it's very easy for us to sit here and, you know, shit on the album or be like, oh, it's, you know, blah, 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 blah. I think particularly if, the, if we were talking about the Crusade, I'd be, sh- I'd be saying all sorts of mean things about it too because <laughs> I like the Crusade. But I think it's very easy to sit here and we, we say these things about the album, but to actually produce something of this quality yeah. when as you know when you're like a teenager yeah no or definitely. early 20s yeah. like i could mm. barely fucking 
do anything. I remember I we, we we were living together at that point. We lived together. You remember the we horror? We had a slug infestation that we didn't do anything about because we didn't do anything about it. <laughs> we we had rats too. No, we had, well we had mice. Did we ever confirm there were rats? The ants <laughs> were my favorite though. Do you remember when they all crawled into that whiskey bottle and then we ran out of anything to drink so we drank the whiskey? <laughs> I didn't drink the whiskey, you drank the whiskey. <laughs> I, I, I don't even ants, like whiskey. Ants taste like surprisingly sharp. And on that note, are there any favourite songs from the album, you guys? Yeah, do you know what, Josh? I agree with you. I, I do. I think, yeah, I, I, you know, as much as I like to make fun, it's well played, it's well produced, it's, um, it's catchy. Mm. I enjoyed listening to it. It's fun to uh, join in on Tom's rants, but um, I did like it deep down <laughs> yeah so as the as the wait are we gonna have the prosecution's closing statement i started out enjoying this album and there's a good reason that i enjoyed this album at first i think as you say well produced well put together talented fucking guys doing really well for themselves especially at that age and Paul hard and the strings your master for what it is which is not my kind of music but for what it is i really appreciate it and i actually think it's yeah it's a solid song that i would occasionally i think put on that said uh, they, they just lost credibility for me at some point in this album Clearly. and um i think i'm just like a little bit disappointed by that because i was really hoping <laughs> that i would turn around and be like actually you know what trivium it might be a bit funny to laugh at but not so bad but instead i thought Damn. So Tom is not angry but disappointed. Ben, what are your feelings? Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, that's it. It was alright. It was good. All I right. liked it. For me, I think this is a really cool album. I think there's some slow bits, but I think there's some really strong bits too. And overall, I think it's well worth a listen. It but, is um, well worth a listen. I, I never is. expected um Trivium to be the most controversial choice. I, I really thought this would go over a lot. Better than it did. <laughs> Me too, man. I think I just, you know, I'm, I'm. The reason I'm into metal is I'm a fairly extreme person, and I can't deal with something that feels middle of the road to me. It's just. And do you know I what? I think I, I, I'm starting to understand your frustration because this is how I felt about Viljata that we did a couple of weeks ago. I didn't yeah. hate it, and I didn't love it, and it was in a very annoying mid-ground for me, and sometimes yeah. that's more frustrating. <laughs> Where it's just like you could have done it, you could have yeah, done it. So close. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Alright, so that was episode 5 of the Metal Face Podcast. We talked about Grisha's album. Here we go again. Jishne ni mami nevos pomizmu. It got worse than yeah. that. It got worse. <laughs> we also talked about Boss Keloid's Motor on the Inch and the controversial choice of Trivium's mm, Ascendancy. Yeah. Damn. Whoa. This was a tough one, guys. Got a bit heated there at the end, didn't it? <laughs> that was a great week's listening to mm. me. Like, I, I honestly... Yeah, for sure. I enjoyed listening to... Um, I enjoyed checking out Boss Keyword so much. I enjoyed talking to you guys about Gruja. And I also enjoyed trying to wrap my head around what it is that makes me not vibe with Trivium. That's fair. Yeah, these were some hard choices. I think um, Gruja was difficult for me. I knew I liked it, and I knew I didn't like it in parts, but it was very hard to put it into words. <laughs> I just don't have the vocabulary, it turns out. Yeah, it turns out we can't speak poetry. <laughs> well, that too. But it's difficult turning your feelings on a song, which are very emotional and very kind of bass and gut feeling, into 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 words, isn't mm. it? Like I often find it quite difficult. It certainly can be. Yeah, yeah. It's well, we talked about the brain worm before, haven't we? Mm. Sometimes it just gets oh. in there, and for me, Gruja has gotten right in there, mm. and I just I feel compelled to listen to it. It's interesting that happens, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I hope that the more the more stuff we cover from each other's interest we better better understand why we like what we like and why we yeah. don't like what we like because sometimes it is really hard just to be able to say i didn't like it and tell me why i can't yeah yeah, yeah. no that's fair it's it's it's, it's a difficult thing to do mm-hmm. isn't it because it's so innate yeah. it's so it's so intrinsic mm. it's hard to say like because it's not like if 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 they cut out the hate that 
<laughs> section from yeah. Gunshot, it would suddenly become a great album. No, it's hard to nail true. it down at these specific points. I'm not saying that, Tom, just to focus on you. It's just no, that that's I right. often find this too, where like I'll, like with um, Boss Keeler, you know, if I said, oh, change this, this, and this of the song, if they did that, I might not like it anymore. It's just what I think I'd like. Yeah. It's hard to kind of actually create in my mind the idea of better music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, looking ahead to next week, uh, what are we going to be talking about, Tom? What are you bringing along? Well, so speaking of sharing in each other's genres, we're listening to Dying Fetus, Reign Supreme. Oh, boy. What do you think? What? Do you, what, what, what give me your... Um, your initial perception of what you think that might be like, Ben. So I've actually never listened to Dying Fetus. I've probably heard a couple of songs here and there. Um, oh, damn so I, I only know their <laughs> reputation and um, it precedes them, is all I'll say. Mm. Um, and, and Josh, i got to say, my suspicion here, I feel like I will be surprised if you don't like Dying Fetus. I, and this will be a shock, actually quite like Slam. Oh, who doesn't like Slam, man? I know, it's good. I know, it's weird because I, I feel like I, I, on this podcast, I'm always you know, coming out for all the like, metalcore type of genres and things but I do really fucking like death metal oh yeah you want to lean into oh, yeah. our niches oh, yeah. no I love death metal yeah. Yeah. so uh, Josh what are you bringing next week uh, I'm bringing May Our Chambers Be Full by Vow and Emma Ruth Rundle wow that's not some, that's not something I've even ever heard of no. in the remotest so, that, so that's cool it's interesting because Vow are this big they're quite influential in in, in, in Sludge so there'll be some connections okay. I think between Boss Kilo and Vow okay. and it's a really cool album it's quite post metal as well mm. some of the parts are quite ambient sounds really good Josh. some parts are really heavy yeah I think you guys will like it this, yeah. is that going to be really nice. good or it's going to be that situation where it just misses and I'm going to get really angry <laughs> <laughs> well I'm excited for this it sounds like we've got some uh, some really good stuff so far what about you Ben what are we, uh, what are we dealing with okay so I've held off as long as I could oh, it no. was bound to happen oh, no. I, I, oh, God. I, I'm bringing I'm bringing tool here we go I, I'm bringing oh, I'm no bringing god <laughs> I joke. It, I was gonna. I was gonna have to bring tool, but yeah. I've actually picked their oldest album, Opiate. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know a couple of episodes ago, I said I was gonna bring their newest album later in the season. Oh, yeah. I've since changed my mind. I think the newest album is good, but I kind of want to show you why I like Tool so much, and I yeah. think the oldest yeah, album is actually it. a better yeah. place to start with that for the eventual, Brilliant. you know, Tool Tool album every season. We'll get through yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I've I've held off on doing uh, Anal Nafrak so far, so um, <laughs> I guess I'll have to deal that right back at you. Let's let loose. So Ben, I actually have a CD copy of Opiate, which you gave to me at a album swap. We went oh my to god! A couple of years ago. I forgot about that. Uh, I was just trying to look for it. I, it. I thought it was on my shelf, but it's not there. Do you mean the second seasonal Secret Santa CD swap social that me and Ben hosted when we were president and vice president of the Rock and Metal Society at Exeter University? I believe I do. <laughs> do you mean the sadly um, unsuccessful yeah. second seasonal CD Santa swap <laughs> where about five people wrong. turned up? <laughs> well, I got a cool album out of it, so I was happy. And I gave someone else Dream Theater. So Yeah, I felt like such an asshole because the first year that the Society did that, I brought a joke album, which was like a 28 country hits or something that I got for like a cool at a pound shop and I got I got in the swap I got Evangelion yeah, <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> damn I fucked up Tom, who ended up with that album it was me oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> alright oh, guys uh, you're still that's good. Yeah, I mean, that was a good week and I'm looking forward to next week absolutely <laughs> alright I'll see you on the other side yeah talk to you next week guys cheers guys see you guys bye <laughs> That was the Metal Face Podcast. Go follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Thank you for Season of Mist, Carrick Anger, and Separation for their music in the intro. And thank you to Johnny Peterson for transition music throughout. Go check out his projects at Heads for the Dead, Massacre, Worm Vale, and Wombat. And most importantly, thank you for listening. Take it easy, and hail Satan. The lady who offered to give me a homemade tattoo in America had a child, so... <laughs> I thought you were... I thought that was the start of the trivia. <laughs> the lady who created Trivium was called Matt Heafy. <laughs>